Buda Vista, episode 150. My name is Andrew, and I'm here in Colombia in a big cocaine factory. I don't think that's correct. Huh? I don't think it's episode 150. Oh, no. What, ep- what episode do you think it is? I think it's a bonus episode. Oh, he's got me. He's fucking the cocaine's got, me. got to Andrew already. <laughs> he have loves cocaine it. Cocaine madness. He's got cocaine brain. Oh, I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what episode I'm on. Uh, my mask has been off for a little too long. <laughs> got the cocaine madness. Um, standing just over here in an apron and nothing else. Uh, his mullet up in a hairnet. It's Ben. <laughs> you know, they think that they'll be able to stop me from smuggling cocaine out because I'm not wearing any clothes, but there are a lot of places on my body. I've managed to hide it in there and no one sees it. So many. So many places. A little bit in the armpits. A little bit in the knee pits. Mm-hmm. Mm. A little bit between my toes. How are you posed little... here? Are you just like slightly <laughs> bent over and just like a little, little tucked in? <laughs> I'm just pretend that I'm doing one long sustained squat out of the building as I leave every day. Really <laughs> made a name for myself as an exercise guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys don't do mega squats? Oh, man. Just doing try one crab walks. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Boy, like a I crossfit can, thing. I crab barely fit. lift my arms, even at gunpoint. Oh. <laughs> Actually, the crab pose is kind of perfect because if you're tucking your arms into your sides mm-hmm. and then tucking your elbows in as well, making crab hands, you're giving yourself your knees, uh, the joint between the top of your legs and your pelvis. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah, you sort of so elbow pit. There's a lot. I'm taking out a lot every day, crabbing it, straight crabbing right out I'm of the Taking that through the airport, just <laughs> like, crab. I gotta get my glutes working. You don't understand. I'm living the crab lifestyle every day <laughs> to keep this body like this. Crabbing, bro. Look at this body. Do you think I get this from not crab walking through the air? <laughs> if you think I'm going to stop crabbing for a second because of you and let this perfect body deteriorate, not a chance. You are mistaken, oh. sir. <laughs> now let me crab onto this plane. <laughs> You crab on out of here. And of course, uh, standing by the door with a submachine gun um, is the person you shouldn't have been saying this to. It's Lucy. That's right. I love holding guns. I'm very, I'm a violent lady. Very pro-gun. I will shoot you right in your little kneecaps. Exposing all the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a shower. Exploding. It's a shower of cocaine. Oh dear. Well, that's no good. Um, hey, one of our one of our biggest customers just left. <laughs> Look, I don't. Um, I have no interest in any form of defamation proceedings. So I will just say that um, someone just came through here. They stood around. She was breathing a lot when she was in here. Breathing a lot. I didn't see her ingest anything, but there is a certain electrifying ambience in the air. Uh, she left here, and then I think she immediately went and did an interview. Hmm. Mm. Let's see what uh, let's see what she had to say when she went and did this interview. I am, of course, talking about Employment Minister Michaelia Cash. Let's see here. She's uh talking to SBS News. Hold on a second. 
the bad call from the government is you go and have a curry for the Go country. and have a, a curry for the country. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to tell the Prime Minister that one. A curry for the country. I love it. I love Indian food. It's my favourite <laughs> food. I promise you I will do that. Triggers my fight or flight response. Like, it's so aggressive. Same. I love Awful. Indian fjord. F- f- Indian fjord. F- How would I you render that phonetically? In the pool. In the pool. <laughs> F- I mean, it's some Indian food. <laughs> U-O-E-D. Fjord. Fjord. Like it's what fjord. I think Australian accents sound to other people. So, and I get why it's really repellent. Oh, that's embarrassing. Mm. You don't get the visual of... Um, the corded tendons straining around every part of her neck as she forces that laughter out of her, her skeletal frame. Truly unsettling stuff. Do you want, can you maybe play it one more time? Just because uh, yeah, that'll breeze on. by. It's go like it five again. seconds and she says 20 words. Let's go it again. Okay, let's have a go. Um, they are, of course, saying that somebody suggested the idea of having a curry for the country. So, of course, you know. Going, going, going to a local out to a restaurant, mm-hmm. getting a curry. Get some takeaway, get a curry, but do it for your country, you know. And um, it prompted this response, which I think is the same response we all had. A bad call from the government is you go and have a curry for the Go cu- and have a, a curry for the country. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to tell the Prime Minister that one. A curry for the country, I love it. I love Indian food. It's my favourite food. I promise you I will do that. <laughs> oh. Food. I love food. I remember, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> Remember my first trip to the cocaine factory. Mm. So, okay, the the concept here, obviously, you go spoiler business, you get a curry or whatever. But the joke in the name, it's not really a joke, is that there's uh, a, alliteration. The words mm. sound kind of similar. They have a curry for the country. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that has made her experience a sort of uh, almost violent joy at hearing that phrase. That doesn't seem right. What else is no. going on there? She's absolutely delighted with the concept of having some mm. Indian. What else fjord, could be fjord. going on there? <laughs> what, <laughs> what what possible thing could be happening? Oh my god! Um, now, the way that she says Indian fjord, um, <laughs> fjord, 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 it really it really makes me think of um, perhaps. Like a, a fjord with having, Indian, you know... Indian fjord. Is she talking about a, a river? <laughs> a, a river in India? Mm, yeah. As, <laughs> as spelt, perhaps, by the Dutch. The dreaded Dutch. Ugh. They're at it again, folks. The They're dreaded, horny, stroopwaffle-eating Dutch. All right, I, and I, that was a really smooth segue... And I love it. I don't want to backtrack at all. I don't want to kill the flow. But you're going to. I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you believe a fjord is? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I, I believe it to be a body of water of some kind. Okay. Mm. Uh, and of what, what language do you reckon the word fjord comes from? Um, well, look... Somewhere that's in the vicinity of the Dutch. Because oh, they're all the same to you. All the Scandinavians much, are. Very much. The Dutch. Oh, from how am I going to tell them apart? The sweater-wearing type or the sweater-wearing type? I mean, come <laughs> on. 
Get him. The huge variance in skin tone. What's it going to be? <laughs> what you mean that there are uh, a lot of white, blue-eyed, blonde hair people, and then also some in blackface, and that's the Dutch. <laughs> oh, look. Let, hold on, hold on. I just want to take a quick survey here. Who from the three people talking to each other right now has mm. had a conversation with a Dutch person who has defended the practice of the Black Peter? I mean, I've not asked a Dutch person about... Never oh, really have. came up. Well, that's going to be one of the first things you ask. Maybe I've <laughs> hey, never met hello. a Dutch person. I feel like maybe I would ask them in this scenario, but I, I assume you have. Oh, I have, and I'm like, hey, what's the deal with all the blackface? <laughs> you mean Schwarz like, Pete? They're like, hey, 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 it's not racist. And you go, isn't it though? And um, they're very, they're a little too keen to tell you that like, um, no, 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 the Black Peters, they're not slaves. Um, They're just loyal black servants who work for Santa free of charge. Mm. Mm. It's like the the black people on the property and gone to the wind. Slavery has been abolished, but they're just there because they really like it. Just kind of hanging out, you know? Mm. Hmm. Anyway, a bunch of pricks. They have uh, they have been up to it again, hornifying their country, but uh, governmentally. It's being sanctioned, folks. Hmm. This is from The Guardian here. Uh, single men and women in the Netherlands are being advised to organize... I've been saying this out loud to myself for several days. (laughs) Single men and women in the Netherlands are being advised to organize a sex booty. (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah, that's just my sex booty. My sex booty. Um,. Das ist I know sex. <laughs> Are we all just doing German? Well, both of you are doing German. Don't, <laughs> don't say know. all. I don't know any European language brush. but German. It's just it's that's all we've got. Well, sex hold on, booty. Lucy. Mm. Lucy, we have both been besmirched just now by a man who was speaking very much with the tone. Just now by a man who was speaking mm. very much oh. with the tone, like he's I very. Bet. He just bad. loves Afrikaans. Put a couple of A's in there. Put seven A's in there. Go on. <laughs> well, that's all I was going to do is pepper it with a mess of vowels. It's very simple. To speak Dutch, you just go, that is me in the sex booty. <laughs> and then that's that's flawless Dutch. Now, I really, I have to, I can't say enough how much I enjoy this word. Um, I have to spell it for you yeah, so spell you know it. what's up. Oh, yeah, this might not. Uh, might not yeah. translate. <laughs> You're not going to like it until you hear it spelled. Uh, sex booty, which is spelled <laughs> S-E-K-X-B-U-D-D-Y. One word. Sex uh, booty. Sex booty. <laughs> Can I interest you in a sex booty? Oh, so good. The Guardian has helpfully translated this for us, actually. Uh, it says, single men and women in the Netherlands being advised to organize a sex booty, and then in parentheses, sex buddy. You know that <laughs> when they were typing that, they were having the time of their life. Oh, Buddy. My goodness. <laughs> After criticism of rules dictating that home visitors maintain a 1.5 meter distance from their hosts during the coronavirus lockdown. Because how can you fuck with 1.5 meters between you? Is this some demolition man type shit? Well, maybe if you got a giant hog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, you'd still oh. be touching though. You'd still be touching. <laughs> I was already thinking about this. What if you have a 1.5 meter long penis? Mm. <laughs> Why were you both thinking I was, this? I was already thinking about <laughs> a 1.5 meter long penis. 
I've been thinking about uh, it a lot, actually. <laughs> I I think that the logistics and the physiological issues render a 1.5 meter long penis, um, frankly, unworkable. And that's before you get to the fact that even if you stretch that thing out there, the penis itself is part of you and it is within 1.5 meters. It's all ridiculous. you got to have phone I, sex. you got to have cyber. No one's having cyber sex these days. Oh. Not being stuck cyber. Just text, thank you. I feel like text sex is the modern day cyber, right? Do, do people still do that's that? Cybering, right? Oh, I guess. Yeah. Are people are, do um, do people just like FaceTime but with their genitals? Yes. <laughs> they should call it genital time. Yes. <laughs> hey, would you like to genital time with me later? Would we you can like introduce to dick them to time each other. With me later. <laughs> I'll just um, I'll yeah. start the call and then I'll just drop the phone down there. No, of and course I do. But you don't need a sex booty. <laughs> well, you do need a sex booty because, as it says here, in a typically open-minded <laughs> intervention from the nation of perverts, <laughs> official <laughs> guidance from the Dutch National Institute for Public Perverts says mm. uh, it suggests that those without a permanent sexual partner come to mutually satisfactory agreements with like-minded perverts mm-hmm. on the advice of scientists special 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 pervert scientists. scientists the netherlands has been on what the government describes as an intelligent lockdown <laughs> mm-hmm. since the 23rd of march allowing up to three visitors into homes on the strict condition that they keep their distance but they now concede that it quote makes sense that as a single person you also want to have physical contact it's true while warning that the risks of such intimacy should be managed. Discuss how to best do this together, they suggest. <laughs> For example, meet with the same person to have physical or sexual contact. For example, a cuddle booty or sex booty. <laughs> <laughs> Provided you are free of illness. <sighs> wow. Keep going. There's more Make- in this quote, buddy. <laughs> Make good arrangements with this person about how many other people you both see. The more people you see, the greater chance of spreading the coronavirus. I love how this got closer to the Swedish chef the longer it went yeah. on. <laughs> Disgusting. First you find your sex a booty. Promoting monogamy. Oh, don't we just hate it? Ethical monogamy. <laughs> Wait. There's no okay, such okay. thing. We're a <laughs> poly podcast. Well, actually, they say uh, they have advice for those in a relationship with someone oh. infected by coronavirus or in quarantine with suspected symptoms of the disease. <laughs> I am just going full Swedish chef now. Don't have sex with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> They've been isolated because of coronavirus infection. <laughs> sex with yourself or others at a distance is possible. Think of telling erotic stories, masturbating together. <laughs> telling erotic stories. Erotic <laughs> stories. I hey, just um, love you busy telling right my partner erotic stories. I when working I can't... on this little erotic story for you that uh, it's about. <sighs> if this was on Medium, it would say it's about a seven to nine minute read. Uh, yep. <laughs> I sat down in my typewriter, and I just created for you the most amazing. Erotic story. It was a dark night. Oh. 
Just calling up your partner for your, like, weird fanfic. <laughs> Uh, this is a sort of uh, Draco loves Harry type deal, so strap mm. in. Oh my god! Apparently, um, in the UK, the government said at the start of the lockdown, the couples who don't live together either can't meet each other at all, or they should very quickly move in together. And oh. both of those seem like a recipe for destroying that relationship. I can't imagine being in a new relationship at that time. Like, not like brand new, but like maybe three or four months in, and having to decide what to do then. Do we move in immediately? Mm. Do we live a couple of friends of mine, or is it, or is it nothing but dick time and erotic stories? Mm-hmm. You know, they should have been doing erotic stories. Some friends of mine definitely did the like, ah, oh, shit, we're gonna do one or the other. <laughs> Moved in together, and so far it, it, oh, it seems okay. like it's working out all right for them. Well, what's That's the good. alternative? Erotic stories. Erotic stories. Erotic stories. Masturbating together. Masturbating. Masturbating. That word in Dutch has like 28 vowels. Masturbating. I have been charged with public masturbation. The sex and police. <laughs> the Rotterdam sex or police got me. I have been apprehended by the special victims unit. Oh boy. Mm, love the oh. Dutch. We love them. Oh, Thank God but... the Netherlands is not a real country or you know, this is gonna be it's very upsetting. <laughs> God forbid the rest of the world acknowledge sex as a human right. Mm. It's a basic basic it's human not. need. <laughs> Because it's not put it away. <laughs> put it State away. State mandated the goth girl GF for everyone. Mm. Masturbation is a human right. Sex do, is not. Grow up. Do, That's do what you the rest the of us do. <laughs> do what the rest of us do and write your erotic short stories in private and publish them anonymously. Exactly. You can read literotica.com when you're 15 years old. It's all out there. You can read any fanfic that you want. Tumblr is free, you know? You don't have to say who wrote the story about Optimus Prime losing his virginity. Mm, Anyone can do it. It could Mm -hmm. have been anyone. Now, Ben, when I say to you, (laughs) the Dutch, they disgust me. Yes. Uh, Is there any other country that's even coming close on your patented Ben's pervert meter? (laughs) Kind of like, you know, um, you know... (laughs) You know the meter that like the Ghostbusters wave around. If you were to point it at uh, the Dutch, it'd be right up there. Both of the little prongs on the side would come right out. The lights would be flashing at top speed. Any other countries you can think of that now, might set off that alarm? Uh, so this works the same as that. Um, the, the the guy on the Sunshine Coast with the laser COVID detector, where if yeah, you just for, pointed from any at any distance. A, if you pointed at a picture of the country or a sort of uh, representation of the country, it'll work as well. So if I'm taking my... You can point it at the flag. That'll certainly do it. <laughs> uh, if I'm out the front of one of those fancy hotels that has a lot of the flags of the world out the front and I point it at whatever the fuck the Netherlands flag looks like, it goes crazy. Some stripes. Probably. A tulip. <laughs> Giant weed leaf. <laughs> a big uh, weed leaf and a tulip. If I move it a little further on, a little blip on the Italian flag, a little bit of pervert energy there. Mm-hmm. 
nothing on the sexually repressed English flag. Nothing there. Sorry, the British flag, I should say. Uh, then, bam, we're going to the, that famous red, white, and blue flag, or maybe blue, white, red flag we know and love. Uh, it's the French flag, and it's going fucking crazy. New lights that you didn't even know were built into the pervert meter have started to flash. It's making sounds way louder than you would think would be possible for a small handheld device. It's got the uh, it's got the big red light now that it has uh, when they turn off the grid in Ghostbusters. The only type of alarms that we can compare these to. <laughs> yep, that's our only touch point for an alarm. Uh, it's the French. Uh, they're uh, they're horrible people. Uh, they live a ridiculous, completely put upon life. Mm. Uh, their whole language is nonsense. Which is probably uh, perfectly encapsulated in this story. This is from. CNN, which I believe stands for the Comedy News Network. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, arbiters of the French language say COVID is feminine. Did you get me to read this one out because I have to say a bunch of French words now that I think about it? Well, it's someone else's turn. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. All right. For months, the people of France have faced an enigma. 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 <laughs> An enigma. An enigma. An enigma. Was COVID-19, the new coronavirus tearing across the globe, masculine or feminine? Grammatically speaking, that is... Thank you for that clarification, CNN. In practical terms, should the French use a le or a la before the disease's name? Now, the group charged with preserving the French language has spoken. COVID-19, the Academy Francais decided, is assuredly feminine, despite its increasingly common usage with the masculine article. The group is a French institution, upholding the French language by protecting it against things like anglicisms or other perceived threats. <laughs> in this case, their work relies in part on sorting out nouns by gender, a grammatical construction common in many Romance languages. Romance languages? Mm. Bloody dark. You're fucking fancy. We got it. You're from Europe. Why don't you go fuck yourselves? Oh, tables of men. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, an example of the group's work. Though many French people commonly use the phrase le weekend to refer to <laughs> the weekend, the Academy encourages the public to use la fin de semaine, literally meaning the end of the week. In an effort to keep English out of the language, it's an act of preservation. No, you can't just call it Le Weekend. You have to call it something longer and more tortured to not give the Americans any satisfaction. I love how they're like, no, la fin de semaine. And these like <laughs> teens are like, non, le weekend. Fuck you, papa. It is le weekend. No, no. On TikTok, just like, le weekend. We, we must preserve our culture by calling it the conclusion of the period of time known as the week. The little death of the roughly a quarter month. The <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, weekend. The mm. weekend. Uh, they also... Uh, I can't even... There was no way I was going to make that work. A joke about the rapper of the same name. That's it. Mm -hmm. You assemble yeah. that joke no, yourself. I was going there. Glad you went there. We don't have to. Don't have to cover it. They call him La Fin de Sm <laughs> So I've I've removed the vowels at the end there. I um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't call him a rapper. Uh, hip hop performer. Hip hop. 
artiste. Pop, pop artist. What would you call him? Probably give him R&B, I guess. Pop Un slash R&B. Présence yeah. du clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we Kidding. miss you, Theo. Great stuff for the weekend. His oh. early EPs definitely had a rap bent to them. I don't know. Listen to House of Balloons, bro. Uh, no, I'm done listening to that guy. Fair enough. I don't get it. You don't get the weekend? No, nah, it's not for me. House of no. Balloons. He's all like, I'm tired <laughs> We're doing coke with these models. <laughs> having too much sex and it makes me sad. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real fucking bummer, dude. Yeah, He's I'm going to go and clean he? out the dishwasher. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking prick. Anyway. Uh, made up of 40 select <laughs> That's members. That's enough about Le Weekend. Yeah, that is our famous Le Weekend bit. <laughs> I wonder what rant is in French. Rant. <laughs> Le rant. Made up of 40 select members, the Académie Française doesn't exactly dictate the way the general public talks, but this month they've put their foot down. It's not la COVID-19, they say. It's la COVID-19, using feminine article. When it comes to acronyms... it's a real bitch. Wow, it's probably... It's, it's pretty problematic. Oh, I didn't... It's the French who did it. I mean, you're not quoting one of the people of the Académie Française saying... Because it's a real bitch. Oh, sell me down the river, why don't you? Uh, Whose side are you on, mine or the French? Andrew, you are cancelled. I am the weakest link. <laughs> Remember? Nope. When it comes to acronyms <laughs> or abbreviations, <laughs> the gender of the word is determined by whatever word constitutes the core of the abbreviation. The example they use is the CIA, which takes the feminine article, la CIA. The reason, in French, CIA More stands for... women, prison guards. Agent Central de... Nope. Because... Oh, for fuck's sake. Because agency has a feminine gender, the acronym of CIA is also feminine, hence the CIA. Keeping with this theme of governmental agencies, another example is the FBI. In French, it's Bureau Federal... Oh, can't even what a ridiculous language i'm skipping that word and bureau is masculine so you're supposed to say skip it all come FBI. on donkey day no that's Don that's donkey kind of are you saying donkey don quixote the bureau, bureau federal, federal don quixote day. uh you're supposed to say le fbi because le is masculine here's where covid 19 comes in covid stands for coronavirus disease in French, according to the Academy, that translates into maladie provoquée par le coronavirus, which in English means the disease caused by the coronavirus. Hmm. Uh, malady is a feminine word, malady. so it uses the feminine article. Hence, la malady. Therefore, believe, it should be la COVID-19. I believe it's a feminine mm. word because it sounds malady. like the name Melanie. Mm. It sounds like malady. <laughs> Milady. <laughs> Milady. <laughs> Having coronavirus is very Milady. Oh, oh my God. Remember uh, Milady stuff from the internet? Mm, yeah. If I could defend every woman from coronavirus, <laughs> I would. And you've got the swords to do so. Yeah. If with... I could jump in front of every coronavirus bullet making do its way towards. Have a katana a big enough. Or small enough. I'm not sure mm. if you're trying to slice <laughs> oh. through a virus. 
slash through le COVID. <laughs> it's sort of like a... Because it's a real bitch. <laughs> edge of tomorrow situation where you try to kill the head coronavirus uh, thing. I don't know what you call mm. it. Individual bit of a disease. I believe it's known as uh, the central disease nugget. Yeah. So you're trying to get that nugget. Uh, but every time you're getting coronavirus and dying, uh, never quite making it to that central nug. Hmm. Whether or not it. the French will actually give up Le COVID for La COVID remains to be seen. Either way, most people likely want to quickly bid adieu to the disease, <laughs> no matter the article. Shut the fuck oh. up, CNN. I would love to bid a cold um, Moulin Rouge to that virus. <laughs> <laughs> CNN, the clown news network. I (laughs) complain about this every time, but it's the worst thing to complain about because I know that, like, when these dumb jokes are put into articles, this is by far, like, the highlight of that person's day, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing an otherwise serious job where they're like, oh, I get to have a little bit of fun with it. I hate it. I don't want your little fucking jokes. I don't want your little terrible puns. Mm, Just give me the report, Brian. Or whoever the name is of the person that wrote this. I didn't look at the byline. It's probably Brian. Brian, we don't want you having any fun. Yeah, Brian, have fun on your own time. Eight hours of fun, eight hours of writing for CNN, eight hours of sleep, pal. That's right. Hmm. Fuck you, Brian. Yeah, Brian, (laughs) you hypothetical CNN employee, eat shit. Do clown. (laughs) 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 Un clown, Brian, un clown. (laughs) God damn. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so what's the time for now, Ben? Well, I was kind of hoping you were going to do this because I don't have the button to start the theme song. Um, oh, if it's that time, then maybe I will push the big button uh, for the theme of Nature Corner. Country roads take me home to the place Oh, it's so beautiful. Every time. Give me that one more time, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like that bird lost its mojo this time. It's been a while around. since I've heard a crow, so why don't you just give me a fucking break? The only nature I have here is a gecko that lives in our household. Yeah, they're pretty nice, though. Uh, in fact, I feel like, was it, a, was it a gecko or a skink that started Nature it Corner? A, it was the geckos that lived in my, uh, my former apartment that mm. started Nature Corner, which yeah. honestly, now probably my favorite part of the podcast, I think. There you go. Because those stories are the most fun to look for. Uh, everything else is very depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to read about other countries I don't like, like France and the Netherlands. <laughs> Ugh. Yuck. Ugh. So this this comes from a good, wholesome country, uh, the United States of America. Lucy, you may have heard of it. I certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from the contiguous United States. This is from the Maine Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife. Uh, this is not, not really a news website, more of a government department website where they put up nice little stories on their blog. But the, the, <clears throat> the headline of this blog entry is Bald Eagle Shot Through the Heart by a Loon. 
What? Shot through the heart by loons to blame. Loons to blame. So it definitely like it seems like they're trying to evoke shot through the heart because it wasn't shot, as we'll find out. So they've twisted the phrasing to make it that, but they're not made the second half of the headline match up with that in any way. They do want you to think that a bald eagle has been shot with a gun, but not by a hunter? By a loon. Loons to blame. Mm. You give loons. Bad name. That wasn't bad. Uh, check out wow, Weird wow, Andrew wow, over here. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, loon here is fucking Andrew. Am I right? <laughs> got him. Uh, sometimes being a wildlife biologist means dealing with dead things. Uh, we get calls about all sorts of dead critters people find in their yards, on the highway, or washed up on shore. Sometimes How we'll many collect- calls? <laughs> Lots, probably. I don't know. I'm not on trial here. These people aren't on trial here. They're tell- trying to tell you an interesting story about a bird. No. Sometimes we will collect these specimens for further study, or to provide to a museum for preservation. For instance, as part of a common loon mortality study... Every year I encourage people to let me know if they find a dead loon so that we could have a ne- necropsy? Necropsy. Ne- necropsy? Necropsy. How is that different to an autopsy? Um, are autopsies just on people? Well, they say necropsy brackets wildlife autopsy. Ah, uh, so. well, let me explain because I have looked up the word uh, necropsy and the definition is another term for autopsy. Yeah, well, fair enough. It's a very unexciting explanation to that. Uh, we ask people to tell us so that uh, we can have a necropsy done to determine the cause of death. This allows us to understand the challenges these birds are up against and how we can potentially alleviate those challenges. Well, that's quite sweet. Uh, I deal primarily with water birds. Loons, herons, black terns, marsh birds. So when I heard from John Cooley, loon biologist at the Loon Preservation Committee in New Hampshire... <laughs> <laughs> there was a bald eagle found dead near a dead loon chick on Highway Lake in Bridgeton last summer. I was intrigued. The bald eagle was collected by Maine game warden Neil Wikes and brought to Norway Veterinary Hospital for a radiograph to determine if it had been shot. No metal showed up on the image, but during the external exam, a puncture wound on the eagle's chest was discovered. This puncture wound could have been due to an adult loon's beak as a result of its attempt to protect its chick from the eagle. A loon's best weapon is its dagger-like bill, and it will often attack adversary loons by coming up from beneath the water surface with its bill straight towards the other loon's sternum or chest. Fuck. Many adult loons have several healed-over sternal punctures from fights like these. That's fucking nuts. Just like American President Andrew Jackson. Hmm. Huh? Got him. Huh? What was that? Uh, American President Andrew Jackson. What happened to him? Well, I was just talking to someone the other night, and we were trying to think of how many American presidents had been shot. Um, Ronald Reagan well, Andrew got Jackson. shot. Well, Ronald Reagan got shot by... Kennedy. Um, I think he horn- got shot. He almost definitely got <laughs> shot. There was the, the horny Kennedy freak. definitely got shot, for sure. The horny freak that was um, trying to impress uh, an underage Jodie Foster after seeing her in Taxi Driver. Uh, there was JFK. He got what I would describe as significantly shot. <laughs> he, yep. yeah, look, 
on a scale of zero to shot. Woo! He's right. One hundred. Pretty shot. Yeah. Um, but Andrew Jackson apparently was shot several times because he was a real prick and was constantly challenging people to duel by pistol. He was a real fucking piece of shit and I'm glad he's dead. Just a real asshole. Um, <laughs> big, big dickhead. And he'd be like, what did you say about my wife? As he was walking past someone and he'd be like, pistols. <laughs> um, but because their guns were just like a ball bearing loaded into a party popper. Um, it meant that he had uh, just little bits of shot rolling around his lungs. So he would have had some little holes that were all healed over, just like a loon that had been in loon battles. See, now, when when you were making a presidential comparison there, I thought for a second you were talking about the time Jimmy Carter got attacked by a giant rabbit while he was swimming. Nope. Hmm. Okay. I wasn't aware of that one. Yeah, that's real. Look that up. Uh, the Wikipedia page for it is Jimmy Carter Rabbit Incident. It's a <laughs> great name for both a band and a Wikipedia article. Uh, the article continues here. Bald eagles are protected by the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act. And typically, all dead eagles are sent directly to the National Eagle Repository in Colorado. I, for one, am just tantalized by the prospect of a National Eagle Repository. <laughs> which may, in fact, be a large dumpster full of eagles. <laughs> I, I'm picturing a sort of like Fort Knox situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just packed to the gills of the eagles. It made me think a lot of... It was somewhere in South Dakota, maybe, and just pulling up to a service station that was just like, you can drop off your buckets of deer blood here. You're like, like, huh? Okay. (laughs) Guess that's going all to the big deer blood bag. Sick. (laughs) Drop off my what? This is a strange country. Sure Uh, is. Uh, We obtained special permissions from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to send this individual to the National Wildlife Health Center in Madison, Wisconsin for a thorough necropsy to determine if it could indeed have been killed by a loon. The reason this is so interesting to loon researchers is that such a case has not been documented before. We know conflicts between bald eagles and loons have soared in recent years as a result of the recovery of our eagle population. We're seeing more and more eagle predation on loon chicks and even adult loons. (laughs) Who would think a loon would stand a chance to get such a powerful predator? It's a very funny name for a bird. This whole thing sounds to me like a Monty Python sketch just from the repetition of the word loon for some reason. <laughs> loon chicks. <laughs> loon chicks. Tell me about uh, A bit of an oxymoron, am I right? Tell me more about my ex-wife. <laughs> Wait, no. I went the opposite of an oxymoron. What's the one where one of the words is redundant? A uh, uh, Tautology. Tautology. That's the one. Wait, is that what it... Yeah, who cares? Uh, sure enough, the pathologist who examined the eagle and loon chick in the lab called me shortly afterward to tell me it indeed looked as though the loon was the culprit in this eagle's death. The size of the puncture wound was similar to the size of a loon's bill, and it extended straight to the heart, which likely led to a quick death. Not only that, but the loon chick had puncture marks consistent with the spacing of eagle talons. There were no witnesses of what transpired. Nat Woodruff found the dead eagle floating face down at 6am, and appropriately left it there while he contacted the warden service. Warden Wikes first came up, came upon the dead loon chick, and then the eagle. The only other information we know is that a woman in a nearby cabin had heard a, quote, hullabaloo the previous night, <laughs> consistent with agitated loons. Sounds like bloody uh, state of origin night in Queensland, am I right? More like a hullabaloon, you know? Hmm? Hulla, hullabaloon. Uh. Oh, oh wait, yeah. maybe maybe you'll like it this way. A hula balloon. <laughs> I did. That's true. 
How about it? Uh, you can use your imagination to formulate how this all played out on Highland Lake that late July evening. Thank you, uh, Maine Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife, for mm. permission to use my imagination. I uh, What I really appreciate about it is that the headline of this article says... A bald eagle has been killed with a gun wielded by another bird. Oh my god! And and then when you, when you read the thing, about two sentences in, they're like, "Hey, maybe that's what happened. Maybe the bird got killed by another bird." And then you get further down, and they're like, "Use your imagination to fill in the gaps about this thing that nobody saw." It's, it's like cool. Thank it's you. kind of cool that, like, coming across this, because they initially thought it had been shot, right, that, like, they end up with the same thing that happens in uh, No Country for Old Men, where they're like, oh, he was shot, but there's no exit wound and there's no uh, bullet oh, yes. material inside the wound. This eagle got Anton Chigurd by a loon. <laughs> must, have been, must have been killed by a desert loon. <laughs> and he's just next to his car. Oh. Oh, so this is this is a story about you know, stuff that happens outdoors by people that love the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we pivot to a story about a man who apparently really, 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 really too much loves the indoors. Sounds okay. good. So this is a story from friend of the show, Josh Taylor, writing at The Guardian. Uh, we covered this, I believe, when it initially happened, but we've got some further detail now. Uh, Stuart Robert had multiple notifications about excess internet data costs he charged to taxpayers. Mm-hmm. So, Stuart Robert, two first names, piece of shit. <laughs> you can always it tell they're going to be bad. Straight off. Uh, Stuart Robert received pages of bills noting excess data charges, adding up to hundreds of gigabytes a month and thousands of dollars, his mobile broadband bills reveal. In 2018, the MP, who was then the Assistant Treasurer and is now the Government Services Minister, repaid almost $38,000 he had charged taxpayers for internet access for his Gold Coast home in 2016. $38,000 of internet access. That's fucking crazy. It was revealed the minister was charging up to $3,000 a month for his (gasps) internet connection, about 20 (sighs) times the average cost uh, for internet for MPs. I would say, so I, I reckon a pretty normal cost for like a like an NBN connected broadband plan in Australia. I reckon like the 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 plans probably go for like I'd say 60 to 90 dollars a month mm-hmm. on average. Um, yep. and that is for that is for high speed internet. Granted, it's not as as high as the speed they get in other places in the world and it's more expensive than the average, but high speed internet, unlimited data, there's no form of capping unlimited downloads unlimited uploads um i think the the average is probably somewhere around the 75 dollars a month i just range. signed up for an 80 dollar one that will start next week i'm finally getting on the nbn baby there you Ooh. go so i don't have to so, tether you know, my phone to record the podcast anymore life is looking good exciting so you know 75 bucks a month I would say a hundred a max, a hundred dollars a month. You're fucking, you're living the dream. A hundred max, right? That's if you have been absolutely screwed on the plan you've signed up for. Yeah, you're with one of those like old sort of companies that are just still selling super overpriced broadband plans to like boomers that don't know the cheap ones exist. But um, but for you know seventy seventy five bucks a month will cost you about nine hundred dollars a year. 
Um, so for thirty-eight thousand dollars, he could have forty-two years <laughs> of internet service. <laughs> for thirty-eight thousand dollars, you could like pay someone full time for a year to use the internet for you. Like you yeah. speak to them and tell them what you would like to Google, and then they look it up and tell you about it. Yeah, instead of Siri, it's just the person you have <laughs> it's hired. Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg. You paid $38,000 a year before tax. Yeah, you're driving along with your wife and you're arguing about um, <laughs> the name of the movie that Jessica Alba was in in the early 2000s. And you say, hey, Greg, what was the name of the movie that Jessica Alba was in where she played a dancer? And he'll just pipe up from the back seat. Uh, Jessica Alba starred in the movie Honey. And then mm-hmm. you just go quiet because your wife was right the whole time. But then he'll pop up and say, furthermore, Jessica Alba played a dancer in the film Sin City. Yeah. That's Thanks, true. Greg. That is Thanks, true. Greg. Thanks, Greg. Would you like another ice cream, Greg? We'll get you one when we stop next. He, uh, he gives Greg treats just to keep him in his good graces, mm-hmm. you know. A little treaty for Greg. Uh, at the time, the minister said he was only able to access mobile broadband services that had limited monthly downloads available, and he had switched to a 4G connection because, quote, my family home is located a significant distance from the telephone exchange, resulting in poor connectivity. My internet, like many in semi-rural areas, was previously unreliable, which interfered with my ability to perform my parliamentary and ministerial duties. The bills obtained under freedom of information laws reveal the minister would have been alerted many times over the course of months about his excess data usage. The three documents reveal Robert received several pages of bills noting hundreds of excess data charges, with the largest in 2016. Robert was provided 80 gigabytes worth of data on his plan every month, but went over this limit often hundreds of times, (gasps) with each one gigabyte block charged at $10 each. How can you go... That much over your 80 gigabyte data. Come on, bro. Well, here's... here. I've been trying to figure this out, right? Because I... Let's, let's imagine hypothetically mm. that one were to illegally download many, mm. many high-definition movies, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Are you doing the, the fucking uh, Arrowhead legal disclaimer? Uh, someone who <laughs> isn't me... Someone who isn't me may have done these things in the past. But, like, now, apart from the fact that, like, like I said, your your average NBN plan involves, like, unlimited data, right? So, like, uh-huh. the normal sort of plan for anything involves unlimited data. But even then, even before that, when some hypothetical person had internet plans that were capped at like, you know, 60 or 70 gig a month or something like that. That hypothetical person, I have to keep remembering this, um, (laughs) never, never like came close to capping out any of those things with all of the watching streaming stuff online and all that sort of stuff. I just, I cannot even begin to comprehend what you must be doing to be maxing out not only maxing out an 80 gig thing a month, but then going over, over and over and over again. The only thing where like, you know, we've managed to, at my place, go over a whole bunch of times is where like uh, me and my wife have had shared, um, like shared data on our mobile things and Mm -hmm. our internet went out for like most of the month, went out for like several weeks and we just had to use our phones for everything. We had to like, tether the phones so the kids could watch stuff on TV or we had to like just fucking use it for everything 
And then you wind up sort of going over your cap and it'll go, oh, another gig, that's another $10. But in this case, it was the same company that had fucked up my home broadband and I was able to just say, I won't be paying for that. Because Oh, that's you, good. Well, yeah, I, I was like, no, no, it's you guys who haven't fixed my broken broadband that I pay for through you for weeks and weeks in a row, necessitating the use of my phone that is also with you. So I just won't be paying for that. And they went, sure. But right. like, so, what what is happening in this scenario? How right, is I, he... I was ready to sort of, you know, we all want to pile, pile on top of this man. <laughs> I'm looking at my own metered usage for this month. Uh, so this is from, this is a combination of upload and download. Uh, starting from the 5th of May to today, we're recording on the 21st. So it's three weeks. I've used 243 gigs so far. For oh one God. month? For three weeks. Oh, three oh weeks? Oh, my goodness. I don't know I how I I've done I that. I don't know how much I'm using. Netflix? Streaming? Oh, you love that Netflix. You're always watching your shows. I, I'm watching my programs. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's... All right, let's... I'll go a little further here. Uh, it is understood that customers on plans such as Roberts were alerted via text and email when they reached 50%, 75%, and 100% of their monthly quota, and each time an excess data charge was added, which is hundreds of times. Hundreds. Uh, it would be multiple times a day, right? In one month, Robert used 387 gigabytes of data. I mean, we can do that maths right there. So that's 300 gigabytes over, and he's getting a notification for every single one of those. Oh times goodness. every single one of those gig. So he is getting 10 messages a day telling him, hey, you've gone over your data limit. You've gone over your data limit again by another gigabyte. It's getting a lot of those. Okay, maybe, mm, well, maybe I'm going to have to apologize to Stuart Robert as well. Mm. <laughs> well I'm just looking at, at my usage. Uh -huh. My usage um, My usage for... How are you seeing this? How are you finding this? I'm, I've logged into my ISP's thing. Oh, I see. And it says, oh, seven days left in this period. So, one week left of this period. Three weeks in. Uh, and I have used 600 gigabytes. What the fuck? What the fuck what are the you fuck? doing? <laughs> Holy shit. I think that includes uploads too, though. I think it oh, does maybe. combine them. But that still is like, that is an That's insane. What? what is happening? Holy shit, man. Well, that includes. Um, what? So, that includes. It includes what? What could possibly justify this? Hey, buddy, who watches high-definition movies off my server mm. in their house? You mean... You do. Who watches high-definition movies off someone that isn't your <laughs> server? Hey, those are all movies that I um, purchased a Blu-ray video of and ripped uh, and then put on a server and then I smashed the Blu-ray video with a hammer and threw it in the bin. Thank you so much. Just get a streaming service. You're crazy. Oh, well, I have those too. It's just there's there's other stuff I want. Good God, look at that. So and one, but on on the thirteenth of April, I <laughs> I downloaded seventy two gigabytes. That's nuts. My biggest day on here, what? I think, was I did forty gig in one day, and I'm pretty sure that's because I bought a PlayStation game on that day, and so it. it mm. you know. Oh, okay. This all of a sudden makes a lot more sense because yeah, I just like, realised that every Call of Duty download yeah is like, is like 30 another thirty gigabytes. Gig. When I that is, I wonder if that's when it was because like oh, you think he might be a gamer? You think Stuart Robert is a you gamer? Think Stuart <laughs> Robert has been 
Get the latest AAA games. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if the fourteenth of February was when I got the new Call of Duty game because I downloaded ninety-seven gigabytes of data yeah, in that that's day. It. That's it. Well, that's like you literally have to download and replace the whole fucking game. It's one hundred and twenty gig worth of shit it's that you want. That's nuts. That's too much. It is nuts. It's insane. Yeah. So we have to also keep in mind that this is us looking at our stats in twenty twenty. This is from twenty fifteen. Woo! Mm. Uh, so he's got multiple Call of Duty games. He's got like <laughs> oh my fucking. <laughs> he's got a real. He's got everything going on there. So uh, Josh has provided some statistics here. Uh, for a, for a little bit of help. So, for comparison, in late 2015, uh, NBN reported the average user on its fixed broadband service was downloading about 112 gigabytes a month. That figure is now 258 gigabytes a month. That's the average on the broadband. Wow. That's wild. Uh, Robert would have received hundreds of notifications that he was going over his allocated data if he had them turned on. Mm-hmm. The bills were approved by the Department of Finance, noting it was correctly rendered and within the entitlement, but Robert ultimately agreed to pay back the money. Oh. Hmm. What do you reckon? 4K porn? What is Yes. What is in 4K porn? I mean... Just more pixels. Just I mean, razor bumps and I stuff like, like that. I feel like I don't want more pixels. I definitely don't want, like, razor bumps. I don't want an HD rendering of pornography. You're right, like, if we're going to get... You're setting it at 540, like you can override <laughs> the auto. You're like, no, 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 no. Let's keep no, a let's real this, basic. Let's take this down a notch. <laughs> That's like some um, real... Like, I I think, um, you know, people watch porn. It's normal, whatever. Uh, it's good for them. Uh, let's I take never it down would, to something I would see on a Nokia N-Gage. I just... Mm. Like, who is... Because, like, if you've got a regular fucking laptop, right, uh, 4K porn's going to do nothing for you. So this is for the weird-ass fucking perverts that are watching, like, Pornhub on porn TVs on their TV. Yeah, which is a weird thing to do. It's, I mean, obviously one of I've... the ultimate luxuries, but also it's yeah, I mean, disgusting hedonism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how good your I've, life um... that you have a room that you can whack it in. Fantastic. <laughs> Very happy for you. You're whacking it, Room. What With a, a giant fucking 60-inch TV in there, <laughs> looking at all that razor bird and saying, I earned this. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Oh, no. I, oh Andrew's here, here with an, a, a take Okay, this. all right. Here we go. Here we go. I will say oh, that no. as um, a big-time pervert mm-hmm. who Documented. is like, hey, hey, porno, you can look at it on your phone. You can look at it on your computer. These things are fine. <laughs> Um, and check then, out porno if you've not heard Check of it. out pornography. Not sure if you've heard of it. But um, it's all free. Nobody gets paid for it. And that's great. Um, but yeah, so so like a lot of TVs now have like a Chromecast thing in them or whatever. You can have your Chromecast. And one day I was like, I mean, you know what? It's bloody, let's have a treat. Let's put that on the old television. And after about three seconds, I was like, no, no. <laughs> too big everything on the screen is bigger than it would be in real life which is already a problem it's probably great for some people yeah sickos goddamn Uh sickos you want to crawl up inside a butt but not me not me i just want to watch some regular old footage i'll i'll take a vhs over that you know vhs on a nice little uh 24 inch four by three screen yeah it leaves something leaves an element of mystery I, uh, to the imagination. 
One time I was like, we're at the markets or something, and George ran into some friends of hers where, like, she knows the woman from the relationship quite well and the guy, like, a little bit or whatever. And, like, that weird, like, thing that'll happen with quite straight couples where they will sort of, like, split the conversation off into halves. And I'm, like, left there standing with a dude where I'm like, oh, please, I wish I was still in the conversation with George. Why did this happen? <laughs> and the guy, like, decided that, like, the first thing he would ever say to me on having first met me for the first time, literally, like, he said hello, and then he's gone into, I just bought a new, very big HD TV, and the first thing I did was watch porn on it. And I was like, <gasps> wow, that's pretty, that's, that's dope, dude. Very happy Why? for you. And you're like, who are you? I don't know who you are, and I don't need to know that, like, six hours ago, you were janking your horrible dick to fucking pour it on your big-ass TV. Just tell me, yeah, bro, I watched Fast and Furious 7 on it. It was amazing. And I'd be like, Really detailed porn. You don't want HD for porn. No. He could have said, I watched a movie. The sound was great. The picture was great. And you would have been like, cool. He could have been talking about jacking off, and you would have been like... Sounds right, good. I love movies, dude. Sounds yeah, that's good. awesome. Yeah, yeah, Inception, Christopher Nolan. Fuck yeah. Oh Best yeah, bro. Movie ever. Oh, uh, d- does the top ever fall down? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that guy's Mind a genius. Equals blown. <sighs> Remember when everyone was all all on the Christopher Nolan's a genius tip, and now everyone's sure like, don't. actually, maybe not. Yeah. Christopher, no man. <laughs> Wow. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> why so people are coming back to this podcast for Ooh. those gigs. Oh! I reckon we got time for one more thing here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew, are you in a position where you could perhaps play uh, an audio clip that I will not... I'm not going to say what it is. All right. If you want me to play the clip of that porn you were watching and jacking <laughs> off to and loving, then... <laughs> Okay, here we go. Alright, so... Oh, you're playing it. It's it's happening. Just ask me to play it. Okay. Uh, Ben? I think if you look... Oh, I was going to say, did you you forget that there is a bunch of dialogue on the screen during this? I might have, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start it again. I'm just I'm going to read the captions out for okay. you and imagine okay. that I am some type of ad man. Okay, <clears throat> start it again. Women hold just ten percent of all patented inventions. Wow. Fortunately, most young girls are unaware. I think if of that you look fact. around at so many of the technologies that are available today, there are so many brilliant female minds that are behind it. A lot of times when people think about our worlds, you think that all the knowledge has already been acquired or how can you further it? But that's when inventors come into play. They constantly push the boundaries of what we think is possible. It's important to imagine things that don't exist yet because you see the possibility for things to happen. You kind of let your brain be free Who knows, maybe you can actually make it something real. Back in the old days, women were in the kitchen, women looked pretty on the stage, but now, women and girls are building things. (laughs) So I thought, why not I be the change that I want to see in the world? My name's Ava, I'm 16, and I'm from Ireland. 
I'm working on an invention that detects the amount of harmful dyes in soft drinks and sweets. My name is Gitanjali. I'm 13 years old, and my invention helps detect lead in drinking water. My name is Sophia. I'm 16 years old, and I'm working on an invention to detect sinkholes before they collapse. What's this? That's why we created. Now, it's Miss mm -hmm. Monopoly. This goes for another minute, so <laughs> she's yes. unwrapping a game Ms. called Miss Monopoly. Uh, so you're talking about Monopoly for chicks? Uh, it's Monopoly for broads, yeah. Oh, yeah. so is this, this is this some kind of special <laughs> board where your big swinging cans are oh, getting Jesus away? Christ. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've absolutely destroyed yourself with your own joke, and I hope you feel good. Oh my goodness! Oh, a joke for idiots! Oh. No, it, it's so much. It's somehow worse than that. Oh. It's so, worse than that. Just to be clear, this is the version of the ad that circulated on Twitter, right? This is the one that people saw because Twitter has like a, a pretty hard time limit on how long the videos can be. Mm -hmm. So it's cut off before the end of the ad. But the way that this was like, people said, pause it at a certain point and then see if you can guess what the product is. And no one in the world saw it coming that this like quite accomplished young woman who was just talking about something incredible that she'd been doing, unwrapped a gift that had mm -hmm. Miss Monopoly in it, which is the most patronizing and horrible condescending thing in the world. Oh, but it's not because it's Monopoly where women make women players make more money than male players. But that so, box uh... also had twenty thousand dollars in it? The the back half of the ad was that those three girls got a Miss Monopoly set with twenty thousand dollars in cash. Oh, I see. To work so on their thing. A grant or something. Does yes. every Miss Monopoly? No, not at all. So three women, three very talented young women, uh, you know, they get $20,000 from Hasbro. Uh, that's They can work on their adventures more. That's fucking fantastic. What everybody else is left with is just a garbage, shittier version of an already very shitty game. Can I read this description? Because it... I would love that know, so much. I'm very happy reading it um female players get $1900 at the start of the game and male players get 1500 <laughs> <laughs> oh feminism is uh oh scoops fucking yes. bullshit slay queen when passing go uh female players get $240 while passing go while male players only get the standard $200 as in the normal game in addition, the game differs from regular Monopoly in that properties are replaced by inventions women created or contributed to, including Wi-Fi, to which Hedy Lamar and Radia Perlman contributed, modern shapewear by Spanx founder Sarah Blakely, <laughs> awesome. and chocolate chip cookies invented by Ruth Graves Wakefield. Thank I mean, you, Ruth you, Graves Ruth, Wakefield. But, uh, yeah, that, that yeah, one's, that really rules. Go. You got oh. Wi-Fi. You got chocolate chip cookies. Um, I just, I just love, I love <laughs> that. Like the tra the trailblazing inventions are Wi-Fi, shapewear, and baking. <laughs> Thank you for the sky's the limit. Oh, tokens have been replaced with new ones: a notebook and a pen, a jet, a glass, a watch, a barbell, and Ms. Monopoly's white hat. Chance can I? Mm. Can I just note? I think that um, tokens have been replaced with new ones, 
is possibly saying more than they intended. <laughs> <laughs> tokens have been replaced with new tokens. Uh, chance and community chess cards also provide different payouts for men and women. Sometimes the payout is higher for women and sometimes for men. Jail and luxury taxes are maintained from their regular game. <laughs> the castral state still exists, so at least we got that. God damn. Oh, so, God. this is the uh, the first the first time in the the board game's long history uh, when they've introduced a new character since Mister Monopoly, and that's obviously the titular Ms. Monopoly. Mrs. Monopoly. Uh, no, Ms. She's also very titular. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, so, Ms. Monopoly is an advocate whose mission is to invest in female entrepreneurs. So that's uh, that's cool. Instead of being a landlord, uh, she gives cash to mm-hmm. apps. Like, what if uh, it's an app, but for designing headstones for your dog? <laughs> She's just lady. an heiress. An heiress. That's what we need. More women prison guards. <gasps> oh yeah, it really we... is more prison women guards. The game isn't. It? Are we <laughs> meant to believe that she's independently wealthy, or that she has sort of? You know, to part of the Monopoly dynasty, she already started off on a, you know. On I believe fourth. she's she's Mister Monopoly's niece or something. I think she's the um. I think the she's the Anna Nicole Smith to the elderly Mister Monopoly. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, I guess she's self-made. She might have invented Spanx. Uh, it's kind of closer uh, to a Paris Hilton situation because she mm. does come from a, a hotel empire. Mm-hmm. From the Monopoly board, you know, he had hotels and Paris Hilton is. I like this great quote here from uh, Hasbro's press release. Uh, Miss Monopoly is also the first ever game where women uh, make more than men. A fun spin in the game that creates a world where women have an advantage often enjoyed by men. However, if men play their cards right, they can make more money too. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, this is another fun fact about this. So, one of the female... Hold on, what do you mean by fun? <laughs> not, like, crazy fun. It's more sad. Uh, one of the women not mentioned by the game uh, as one of the inventors and entrepreneurs and what have you is uh, a woman called Lizzie McGee, who is the woman that actually created the game that Monopoly straight up ripped off. Uh, as many of you will probably already know because it's a, it's a fun fact to rub in people's faces... Monopoly was designed as a game that sucks. It's like the whole point of the original game, which uh, Lizzie McGee created, the Landlord's game, was that it was meant to quickly demonstrate how everything in life benefits people that already have money and how landlords are so strongly advantaged over tenants that they will quickly take over. The game is meant to suck, and for some reason they just like stole it, packaged it up, uh, and then keep sort of pretending that it's a fun game to play with your friends somehow. Mm. Pretty cool. Mm. We, weirdly sucks so much. It yeah, bites. the one the one aspect that they kept uh is the it makes everybody hate each other. Huh? <laughs> yep. Makes everybody but hate each other and it goes for too long. Not learning anything. You know what um uh we have like kids monopoly. We have like my mm. first monopoly game, you know. Um and it's better than the adult one. Because, like, it has just a couple of basic rule tweaks, right? Um, number one, if you land on a property that is not owned by someone, you are obliged to buy it. Oh. So, you have to buy it. That's in regular Monopoly as well. 
Well, that's not how people play it. That's not how people play it, but it's certainly in the rule book. No. Um, and if uh, as soon as you run, as soon as one person runs out of money, the whole game is over. So, like, if you land on a property and you're meant to buy it, but you don't have enough money left to buy it, you are bankrupt now, and the whole game is over. And you just count however much money people have left, and whoever has the most wins, and whoever has the second most comes second, and so on. And it makes the games just kind of stop pretty soon. Okay. And it That's rules. pretty good. Because you wouldn't want, like, one child to be like, hey, you don't get to play anymore because you have no money while the rest is still going. Yeah, and also, like... Kids of that kind of age, of around the kind of five, six sort of age, um, after like five or ten minutes of doing thing like that, they're like, I don't care anymore. Mm. I don't care. I don't want to keep doing this indefinitely. So, it, it just makes it kind of stop after a bit. And I'm like, they sh- that should be the rules for adult games too. It just stops at some point. It'd be great. <sighs> well, folks... Mm. That's it for us, and you can just imagine a world in which men get less money and you get more. Bam! That's equality. solved. That is fucking equality. More women CEOs. Yes, bitch. (laughs) Beautiful. What if Uh. we bought women's inventions instead of property? Just, I just don't feel like it's saying what they wanted it to say. It certainly is not. My goodness. Good stuff. But uh, uh, congrats mm. to those girls who got uh, 20 large. That's it. Yeah. Oh, good I'm happy for them. For them. Mm, good con. Yeah. Good con they've done. <laughs> good scam. Yeah. Um, good on you. Getting into the sciences so you could grift 20K from Hasbro. Spend it all on weed. Drop out of school. That's right. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. This is, of course, another one of our bonus episodes. It's on the free feed. But also, if you subscribe to the show, you will get... Um, even more episodes of the Bones podcast, the Bony Whitefish that I'm doing with Riley. Uh, we're recapping a TV show from 2009. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely ridiculous, but it's also fun. God, that sounds like shit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. It sounds great. It's the dumbest. I will be thing. listening to it. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing we've ever done. So it's enjoyable. Oh. <sighs> Uh, they refer to things like the GFC as the economic mess. Oh, boy. It's just that, great That stuff. big old economic hot pot we're in right now. That big old mess that that Obama guy did, you know. Oh, wonderful stuff. But you can hear that on the uh, bonus feeds, the Patreon feeds of both Punta Vista and Trash Future. So if you subscribe to one or both of those, it's not illegal to subscribe to both. Uh, you'll be able to hear that show too. That's it for us, folks. Uh, thank you. And from us, let us say... Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.